Hey, Charlie. Hey, Yolanda Boo. How, how's it going? Girl, I am great. How are you? I am good. Just missing our Corey. Corey Boo is missing. She's on vacay, though. So. She is on vacay. But I have to share that. I have asked Corey at least five times. Where are you gonna be? We and she's yesterday. She was like, "Okay, I've told you about five times <laughs> that I'm not gonna be here, I love and it. I'm not coming back right. for a little while." She was like, "You will not be told again." <laughs> I was like, "Please I understand. understand. I have so much." Like that's how we know Corey needs this. Yeah, because see, what a lot of people don't know about Corey is sometimes it looks like she's on vacation, but she's working. She's working. Corey works a lot, so oh, Corey God. enjoy every second of it, boo. But we miss, we miss you. And speaking of working, who you got this week? Girl. Corey and I sat down with Bozema St. John, who is the chief brand officer at Uber. Mm-hmm. She, You probably saw a write-up about her in the style section of the New York Times uh, last week. She is badass. Yes. Badass Bose. Badass Bose. Yeah. There's a hashtag. She has her own badass hashtag. <laughs> but she came in here and she dropped so many gems. And can I just tell you, she walked in here with her floral skirt and her popping lip and her waist length braids. And she is just, she's amazing. I love it. And she's about to give you a word. And she's your sister. In yes, a way. Yes. I found out. Y'all know I found out I'm from Ghana. I'm Ghanaian. <laughs> um, thank you, Ancestry DNA. And so she's my sister. I love it. And so we had a good old girl chat. Girl. We're going to get into it. Girl chat. We have a lot to talk about. Hot yes. topics. Yes. Where do we start? Oh, my God. Well, we're going to start on a not so chirpy note. I uh, just I keep reading far. about this young lady, 22-year-old Tamara Blaine, who passed away this weekend because she went and got butt injections. At a and, shady yeah, place, right? At a very shady pay-by-the-hour hotel in the meatpacking district, which is here in um, New York City. And they put, I guess they put in the button, the silicone butt injections. Actually, another black woman gave her the butt injections at this hotel, which, so. Pay by the hour, you say? Yeah, pay by the hour. Tamara Mobley is a 20-year-old woman, 28-year-old woman, who I guess had been advertising or telling folks that she can give them butt injections. And, uh, Tamara went to the hotel to meet her, got the butt injections, and um, after the butt injections, I think it was like a day after she started having chills, all the stuff, um, and she passed away. Um, Tamara, she was a mother, right? She was a mother. Oh, okay, twenty-two years old. Okay, this is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And you know what's? This is I've heard this story before. Yeah, and many times. Many times, and that is the. Prayers to her and her family. Yeah. I really, I know this is a tragedy and I hope that they get through it. And I hope that we all look to this story and all the other stories like this that we read and we really think about where we're going. Yeah. I'm not judging anybody for wanting to make some edits or adjustments. I get it. You know, you, I mean, you I know, like how you put it. Some adjustments, edits. some edits. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. And I, I don't think we should ever judge each other for those choices. Yeah. But can we please, ladies, let's just do the research and make sure that we are going to reputable, licensed, skilled professionals for these things. I mean, I just, you know, this didn't have to happen. It really didn't have to happen. It reminds me, we did, Essence did a story uh, a few years ago about a woman who got butt injections and got so infected that she got, had to have both her legs amputated. Oh God. Because the infection came into her legs. I've read about women who, um, as soon as they get the butt injections, their legs, you know, like their feet, um, uh, one woman's feet turned blue as soon as she got home after the butt injections. Blue. Blue. 
because the gang, I guess, I don't know what you oh, call like it medically, what happened. Yeah, like it was very immediate. Um, oh so, y'all, we have to be There's careful. Some, there are major arteries, veins, and yeah. functions happening in all of these places, guys, that are connected to everything your heart, your brain, everything your nervous system. Yeah. Don't think it's just my booty, you know, or yeah. it's just my breasts, or it's just my stomach. Like, you know, go back to physiology, biology. Like, these things are important. Yeah. We need to get them right. And also, I think it's important to say, even when you go to a reputable establishment, things can go wrong. Yeah. So sometimes I wonder, can we talk about for a moment involuntary surgery? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that can come up in life that we have to go under for and things that we need to get fixed, treatments and things. But if you don't have to, my, my a good friend of mine, her cousin passed away uh, a few weeks ago mm. on the table while getting some something done. Um, and she just went brain dead. They don't know what happened. She was from the anesthesia. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And she was in a reputable place and she's leaving behind three kids and a husband and she's in her early 30s and it's heartbreaking. So I do want to say it's not that, you know, if you go somewhere reputable, things can still go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So can we just read? Let's just really ask ourselves how badly we need. Yeah. And it's not a judgment. Like you said, we're not judging anyone, but we just need sisters like we have to do better. Like you got to research and, you know. Do what you need to do to make sure that you have the right information, the right person. You should never get your butt injections at a pay-by-the-hour hotel or a place where they have a Dunkin' Donuts as the waiting room. I heard they the, the Dunkin' Donuts. She, this woman used the Dunkin' Donuts uh, lobby as a, like, as a lobby. I just, I don't know. And that's the thing. You're right. I just want to really stress this, and I know we can move on. It's not that we're judging you. Yeah. We're just asking you to really think this through yeah. from start to finish. Are you sure you're going to want this? Are you sure you need to do this? And then if you do, what's the best place to get this done? Yeah. You know, and just know the risks. Yeah. Also. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get off, you know, the podium, the high horse, but that was just, that was rough. Yeah. On a really great black girl positive note. Let's bring it up. Um, girls trip again. Out here breaking records. Still winning. Yeah. Still winning. Made winning. Enough. Yes. <laughs> um, and they made 20 million at the box office this past weekend. I mean, if you haven't seen girls. Slow clapping. Slow clapping. Sorry. Seriously. <laughs> That was I'm so here. That for was it. deserved. Yes. I mean, they are, these <laughs> ladies, this is an incredible film. It really is. And if you've seen it, you know exactly why. We love it so much and we can't stop talking about it on Yes yeah. Girl. But congrats. Yeah. I've seen it three times and I'm going to see it again. Up to number two. <laughs> number three is in the works. <laughs> Definitely. And don't be just on your fire stick, your jailbroken fire stick, no, y'all. Girl. Give them your coins. We know Give what you're doing. Your coins. Yes. We, what's it called? <laughs> what's the name of the app? Corey, Coney, Cozy. What is it called? I don't know We know what you're doing. And I'm not mad at you, okay, normally. But in this case, yeah. even if there's a clear copy on your jailbroken fire stick, I need you to stop. Go to the theater. Go and support these. And support these fantastic women. And definitely check out Tiffany Haddish and Regina Hall's interview. On Yes on Girl. Because they, I mean, they give you so much context. Oh, yes. I love so, girl, it. What else are we watching? Oh, mm. I'm watching so Game many of Thrones, Jesus Christ. <laughs> good, good TV season is so bad. I couldn't eat. I mean, okay. <laughs> um, it's coming, the, the full, full, full download. But my God, Game of Thrones. This week was really like Sansa. I really feel, I feel like Sansa might become a bitch. What? I'm worried. Wait, mm, I'm worried. you do realize Daenerys, you need. 
Corey here. Yeah. Because you're talking to, I'm, I'm like, yeah, girls, for real. Yeah. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I don't even know if that's a dragon, a person, a, a child, a sword. I don't even know what you're talking about. But I'm going to get there. You're going to get there. I'm going to get there, you no, guys. I get it. But by the way, to kind of appease my Game of Thrones yes. and needing Game of Thrones to get a black girl recap, I listened to this podcast. Shout out to Sister Speak, which is another podcast, and they do the most amazing Game of Thrones recap. So look them up on Apple Music. They are really dope. And someone told me that there's a video. I'm sorry, not Apple Music. I'm so sorry. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Yeah. Um, Someone told me that there is a there's a really dope video that basically if you've never watched any Game of Thrones, it's like a two minute catch you up and everything (laughs) you need to know so you can just start now. Can someone tweet that to me, please? Share it if you see it. If you've seen it, share it with me because I need the. (laughs) You need a, you I need, need a the, the cliff notes. I need the cliff notes and the crash course because like, I do not have the time right now. Summer was when you watch dead. Like summer is when TV gets a little stale. But now, like because of Netflix, and no. all, there's no such thing as like a dead zone for television anymore. There's no binge watching season anymore because it's, there's so many good things on. Speaking of which, I know, girl, power. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about this. Lord, power. And I know that not everybody <laughs> is watching it religiously, but the people who are, our edges were snatched on oh, Sunday. Yes. Uh-huh. All the way. I'm, I'm one of those power people that can get it on demand that morning when I wake up. Really? Like they just drop a new episode. It's like, happy, good morning, happy Sunday to you. And it's there waiting. So I'm always watching it with breakfast. Charlie Penn, <laughs> you should be going to church, but here you are watching power. Oh, God. <laughs> um, after church, you know, brunch mm, with brunch. What do you mean? Whatever do you mean? Sorry, Jesus. But no, power is so good. And Omari, I mean, shout out to Courtney Kemp and that entire cast and yeah. 50 and Omari and Atori and Lala. And who plays Tommy? I just know he's Tommy. Yeah, Bay. I just know Tommy. I'm sorry. It's bad. Ooh, wait. Uh, Joe. We, Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe. Yep. His name is Joe. But anyway, Joe. this, yo, they wrapped up so much on Sunday. Like there were a lot of things happening that and I'm trying not to do any spoilers for y'all, but there was so much. It was so heavy and there was so much going on in Sunday, Yolanda. And when you do get caught up, girl, woo! edges i'm still trying to grow them back i'm still trying to grow them back and there's and then they it's like they closed a bunch and then gave us a whole bunch more to get into in one episode so they are just doing it if you are not watching power girl i mean sunday night is getting really tough so you watching power and game of thrones at the same time um so you have to choose and then there's ballers and then my god insecure 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 (laughs) which we will be talking about every week you guys so just go ahead and buckle up that's happening every week. Can we start? You go ahead, because the love and relationships expert in the room, <laughs> you have a lot to talk about. I mean, I just want to say I told y'all so last week. <laughs> Tasha has all of the feelings. If you didn't believe me, I know you do now. Did you see the look? She Like, she was hurt. I know, but I am... Um, I'm Lawrence. Stop uh, this. I think Tasha, though, I, I love Tasha, right? Mm-hmm. But I think she needs to demand more of Lawrence. She takes whatever he gives her, number one. And then, like, remember the scene where she was like, oh, my mom's having a barbecue. Um, You can come. Oh, you don't have to come. Mm, Girl, but you want him to come. If you want him to come, he should come. Mm -hmm. And then he tells you that he slept with his ex. And we're going to get into the technicality of whether Tasha is really a side chick. Yes. Um, We have to talk about that by definition. Yeah. And then she's like, you hungry? Mm, I know, but I've been Tasha. I'll be honest. I've been, been my Tasha. Blood boil a little when she said that. Though Tasha. I was like, "Don't feed this man. <laughs> Just take his apology and let him go home and let it marinate." You know, I mean, you yeah. deserve the apology. You can accept it or not, but he needed to go on home and still think that through. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't know though. I think so often 
we give men our bodies before they give us their time. Look at Courtney. You out here giving us tweetable. I mean, really. It's true. And then we try to reconcile backwards. Mm. Like, should I have given him that much of me? And how much of his time does this equal out to? I just don't like that game. I wish we could just erase it. Yeah. And just kind of let things be more balanced because that's what we're trying to do right now, right, Yolanda? We're trying to rectify how much he owes her for what she's given to him. Yeah. Her feelings, some meal, her home, her bed, her body. Yeah. Come on, y'all. And I'm not shaming Tasha. I mean, men, we uh, people do that. Maybe that's what I should say. Yeah. Oftentimes we give our heart and our bodies up before we have... How do I want to put the commitment? This? Yeah, before we have commitment or receipts for someone's commitment to us yeah. and loyalty, and it's a tough call. I also just think maybe, like you're right, she's she's doing, you know, she's giving him a lot, and I want her not to be so in love with Lawrence. But I really think Lawrence has more power in this situation. I think Lawrence can pull pull the cord and tell her like, I see what's happening here, yeah. and I'm already dealing with one heartbreak, and I don't want to cause another. Yeah, right now he's just reckless. Yeah, with her heart. I feel like Molly and Lawrence look and they get together. Did you feel something yeah. there? I felt something there. I feel like it's coming. Like when she said. I didn't want to feel it. She said, Issa, I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> Lawrence is done. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't feel like that's what he said. I don't think that's what he said. Uh, they kind of cut us off there. Yeah, I feel like something's coming. And you know what? I had this conversation with my girlfriends. That is something you might do in your 20s, but you know a, a little bit better in your 30s. And yeah. these girls are still late 20s on the show. Yeah? I think, yeah. I think. I mean, that's what I'm gathering from their behavior. Because I'm like, girl, you're not going to do that to your best friend. But then I'm like, maybe. But no I offense, mean, Yvonne. We love you, girl. Yeah. In real life. In real life. But Molly, Molly. summarized that interaction with Lawrence very simply it was very quickly yeah I don't know we gotta look into this we'll be watching and if Molly dares sleep with Lawrence y'all can tweet me I told you so (laughs) please don't let that happen I can't handle this I told you so there's a lot to unpack already yeah oh before we go though you were saying is Tasha officially a side chick by definition I feel like she is me too you go first okay so she set up many a thirst trap for Lawrence at the bank Yes. Now, I can't point to the historical accuracy, right, (laughs) of whether or not she knew that he had a girlfriend. Did she know he had a girlfriend? In my head, she she did. But he said, like, me and my girlfriend did whatever or something. Okay. But maybe not. Let us know, Twitter. I don't don't remember. Is that not side chick behavior? Yeah, I I definitely feel like if she knew he had a man, I mean, if she she knew... (laughs) He had a woman. Lawrence got a man. No, Lawrence did not have a man. No. If she knew that he had a girlfriend and she was still trying to get out, you know, get him to go out with her, then yeah, that's your budding side chick. Mm. Your side chick adjacent. Yeah, we have a lot of um our. <laughs> that's a thing, you guys. Like you know what? Just because they're you know, and don't talk, don't tell me about the break. You parallel parking next to okay, the side you chick. Are... <laughs> And if you caused the break and then slid into the break and got you some and then slid out, you are definitely side chick adjacent. Like, you might not have, you know, come on. You're playing with fire. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, girl. Also, I could totally relate on the show, and then I swear I'm going to shut up, to her trolling Sasha's feed on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't want to look, but you have to look. You have to look. And it just, it just, LinkedIn, you got to look at the LinkedIn, the Facebook account, the mentions. It's a whole. Once you go down that rabbit hole. It's your a, phone battery will be yeah. dead before you're done. Is that a rabbit to you? Just scroll in, scroll in, scroll in, scroll in. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we have a fantastic interview yeah. coming at you right now. Please stay tuned in because Bose, and pl- to be clear, it's Bose. Bose. She, do not get it wrong. Okay. Badass Bose. And she will explain why it's badass Bose. And she's amazing. You are yeah. about to, your life is about to get changed. Okay. Come on. What you think, Yolanda? You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Corey Boo. In the building is Bozema St. John. Yes. Who I've been following on your IG for a minute. All right. I'm also a working mom, but you're like, I I, I read Amen. up on you. You call yourself the super execute mommy. Correct. Love but it. First, have a cape. Yes. We know you from Apple. Now you're about to head up Uber, but I've got to know how many inches are these braids? Girl, <laughs> these are like 84 inches. 84 of inches. Of slayage. That's right. They are everything. They're called the Rapunzel braids. Okay. Really? Yeah, no, officially, yes. That's a thing. That's a thing. Well, I love you them. You go to the beauty supply store. And you're like, give me the Rapunzels. Look for the Rapunzel hair. Okay? <laughs> That's what you need. It is everything. <laughs> but I love that they're straight. And then you got the one, like, braid, true braid. Yes, because you need some texture within oh. the texture. I texture wish you guys could see her. Because both yeah. came up in here. Okay, the necklace. Yeah, girl. Gold popping. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. she's got the shimmer yes. shadow happening. Yes. Crop top for us. Correct. And this beautiful floral skirt. Yes. You were just giving us all the trends and all the moments. Yeah, Red stilettos. Red stilettos. Correct. Can't forget the shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a nice tail, can- t- toenail polish. Oh, and her nails, a canary. And her nails are just, we're going to have to share her nails with the gram. Okay. We're going to have to give them well, to let's the gram. Do it. Yeah, because they are just iconic. Because why, why should you hide ever? Ever. We should be celebrating all the time. In every single moment. Yeah. You know when people tell you that like, okay, you have too much color or there's too much going on or you have too much jewelry. No. Put more on. Thank you. So do you bring all this to work? I have to know. Like is this like did you just walk into the boardroom? Yes. Yes. Love it. Yes. I don't mind. I love that. You have to. Because the thing is like, well, first of all, you know, I, I do feel like you really should bring your whole self to work all the time. Agreed. Even when your whole self is captain of team too much, <laughs> you should bring it. You know? Uh, additionally, I know from my early childhood days that I just can't hide. There's no hiding. You know, you gotta I'm be you. really tall. You know, I have a big personality. And so why try to fit in with some khakis? Like, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, not you know khakis. what I mean? No, girl, yes. Because, right? You just, Absolutely. that's what people make you feel like you need to do in order to fit into a corporate work environment, at least for me. That and you do your feeling. best work when you feel your best. Yes. And yeah. you got to dress how you feel in your head. You right. know, like how it comes together, mood right. in the right. morning. And I feel great when I look great. And I know I look great. Yes, you do, girl. So. I walk in with that same kind of confidence, you know, and it it just, it helps you all the way through. I read that you had mentioned that because you were at Fortune at a conference speaking. Yeah. And someone asked you like, oh, how do you get your confidence? Which I find is a little cliche question to ask these (laughs) days, especially of badass women, which was a hashtag created in your honor. Amen. Badass bows. Yes. But you said at 13, I learned that when you walk into a room and not, you cannot and not care when everyone else looked at you right. because you couldn't hide being black. You right. couldn't hide the fact that you were not blonde. Right. You were tall. Like yep. everything you just said, yep. which I love. And you learned that at such an early age. Yeah. Well, it's true because, you know, what happens when you are the odd man out, you know, when you're a kid mm-hmm. um, and you walk into a room and people turn to stare at you, you get used to that feeling, you know, and therefore you can conquer it because it just is your norm. So it's not strange for me when I walk into a room now and or I walk down the hallway and people turn and crane their necks and look around and, you know, stop traffic. 
uh, because that's what I've been dealing with my whole life. So there's no fear there. There's no right? fear. So that eliminates the right. fear. So that's that's like baseline. You know, if I walk down a hallway and nobody cranes their neck, I think something's going on. There must be something wrong. <laughs> You're like, wait, no one's looking Something at Something has happened. You know? I love that. So then that's where it leaves room for the confidence yeah. that's already there to just step up and do what it has to do. Right, right. And then plus, I think it also helps because sometimes we feel, especially as black women, that you're on stage anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in your corporate we environment. Do. You're on stage. And yeah. so, because people are always watching or maybe you feel like people are always judging. Um, sometimes we think that's in our head, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. not in our heads. It's actually a real thing. Uh, and so for me, all of that has helped because it is my baseline. I feel like people are always looking, always watching, always got a comment. So since that has been my experience my whole life, now I just live it. You know, I expect it. I love that. But I, I wonder, have you ever had anyone try to temper that? You know, oh, like yes. you're in the boardroom and you have somebody kind of send you one of those like awkward memos. Like, we'd appreciate it if you don't wear are a you kidding? You know, like yes. I know you've experienced no, that. No, every year at review time. Mm. Every (laughs) year "Mm -mm." at review time, I have been in the working world for 20 years. Oh my God. Every year. Every year. Every year. There hasn't been one yet. And I know somebody hasn't said, oh, absolutely. It's like, um, you know, some feedback. Mm. Mm -mm. Right? Constructive Constructive. criticism Mm -mm. has been, you might want to tone it down. Tone tone it down. Mm -mm. You know? Align with mm. a more Align. soft approach. Mm. I hate soft that word. Approach. You know, like and and by the way, nobody's doing it in harm. Right, of yeah. course. Like, yeah, not, of course. Nobody's yeah. trying yeah. to of harm course. you. Yeah. They think they're giving you good feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things that will help you grow. Um, but I think it's only recently that people stop saying it so emphatically. Like it used to be like a hundred percent of the review, and then it went down to like eighty percent of the review, and then like sixty five percent of the you. Last year was like 10%. Because you're, you feel like it's because your receipts just keep adding up? Correct. I'm like, I'm just going to keep showing you that actually everything that I bring and the way I do it, how I do it, and why I do it are the reasons why we have success. And mm. let's... Receipts? Corey? Receipts. It's receipts mm-hmm. time? It's receipts Excuse time. Excuse us, folks. Okay. I'm sorry, because, you know, We're gonna as we jumped them. into this podcast, because we all <laughs> know Boz and love Boz, so, but we figured, you know, there are, for that one person in the world that doesn't know mm-hmm. your receipts. Mm-hmm. You um, were in one of the first commercials that Apple Music did featuring James Corden, the Apple execs, Eddie Q, Jimmy Iovine, and Mm -hmm. it premiered at the 2016 Emmy Awards. Yes, girl. You helped Beyonce to, I'm going to read this out of order because it doesn't matter. Right. They're just just all there. (laughs) Glorious. So, um, out of a timeline, excuse me. You helped Beyonce to the Super Bowl in 2013, but also Bruno Mars and Katy Perry. Yes, girl. You have won numerous awards, including Billboard's Executive of the Year in 2016 and Ad Colors Rockstar award you're Ghanaian period <gasps> wave my flag um, my sister okay we have to talk okay. I just did my ancestry we're gonna talk about this you were the first black woman to present yes. in an Apple event which the articles were Apple's Bozema St. John is my hero mm-hmm. and Bozema St. John is the coolest person on, on to ever go on stage love it Okay, and then you also orchestrated the vid- the commercial for Mary J. Blige, Kerry Washington, Taraji P. Henson, directed by Ava DuVernay. Bam! Come on, the one we all loved and got our lives to when we first. Saw I wish I could do that Jamaican like <laughs> thing with the snaps. Well, oh, and now, uh, hello, Chief Branding Officer at Uber. Mm. Boom! Drop hello. the mic, right, girl. Receipts. 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 
Please you are world. so impressive. Thank you. You are phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to hear you just start this whole conversation talking about how great it is to be you and to just be authentically you yeah. and to have accomplished all of that. I mean, Corey. Come on. And you're a mom. Oh, right? And I'm a mom, which is the most important receipt. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Really. Now, walking in here, you stopped and took a picture of that quote. Um, I believe it was, every strike be- brings you closer to the next home run. And you said that there, you have a bat in your office. Let me tell you something. Ooh. It gave me goosebumps when I saw that. Really? Yes, 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 yes. Because, um, so, a little history. When I was at Pepsi, mm-hmm. I had a girl crush on Indra Nui. Well, I still have a girl crush on her. She's the chairman and CEO of PepsiCo one of the most powerful women in corporate America, women of color, mm-hmm. uh, of Indian descent. Um, I just think she's everything. She's so amazing. Um, and in her office, notoriously are, you know, it's a, it's a very nice, well-appointed office, but on her desk are a lot of personal knickknacks. And when asked, um, she said that she keeps things that remind her of either good feedback she's received or bad feedback that she wants to either overcome or remember, right? Mm. Um, and I heard that long before I decided to start keeping things as well like that. Um, so in one of the infamous reviews that I had, <laughs> even though I had receipts, um, cause this was post the Beyonce Super Bowl. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Post, post Beyonce. Beyonce Super Bowl, where she won an Emmy for, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in my next review, I got the feedback that, uh, I was not hitting enough home runs. In my job. Hold on. Wait a minute. No, no, no. No, that, that was a real thing, that I did not hit enough home runs. Um, and as you can imagine, because I don't know about you, but for me, uh, I, I do think I do take things personally, even though course, we're yeah. super women and we have confidence and all that. We have you emotions. Can, you're human. Right. And so you get feedback and you internalize, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, and by the way, I do actually listen to criticism because I think there is some truth sometimes in those criticisms. And mm-hmm. so you should pay attention. You can't say, oh, they're haters right. for mm-hmm. everything because right. there are haters, but not <laughs> but, on everything. Sometimes yeah. you really do have to sit back and listen to the criticism, go underneath it and really try to dissect. Why was that said? Mm-hmm. Is there any truth yeah. in this? And can I learn from it? Let right? it marinate. Mm-hmm. Correct. So I let it marinate and thought, what is it about what I am doing Um, That is either not allowing people to see my contribution or not appreciate what it took to do it. Mm -hmm. Because am I making it look like it's so easy when I know the struggle, when I know how difficult it is, when I'm not sleeping, Mm -hmm. you know, but I wake Mm -hmm. up in the morning and I've got a bright smile and I'm up and at them and da 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 da. You know, do do you think it's easy? And I got my eyelashes popping and you wondering... (laughs) You know what I mean? I there are no bags the under my eyes because I put those cucumbers on there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so you think maybe it's easy. you think it's easy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you think I'm not hitting home runs because you don't know how hard it is to actually do this. Well, to help me remember that I should always show the receipts and actually not just show the receipts because this is also a lesson from childhood, which is, you know, in math where it's like, well, now show the it might work. be a little bit. Show the work. Show your work. Show your work as you go yes. along. Don't just have the final answer. Mm-hmm. You know, show the work. It's okay. It's okay to show the work. It's mm-hmm. okay to show the vulnerabilities as you're going through. It's okay to show it when, you know, something went wrong before you fixed it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to show those things uh, because it actually does show your human side and helps people see what the triumphs are once you actually get there. Yeah. Right? Yes. So I now have, I have a Louisville slugger. Okay. In my office. They not because be I want to beat people down. <laughs> it's not that. It's because I just want to remember that like the home run, I am hitting home runs 
every single day yeah. in big ways and in small ways. But I also got to show people that I run to first base. I can run to second base, mm-hmm. run to third base, and home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I clear the bases. And sometimes okay? it's a slide. Sometimes a slide. I just go ahead and steal that base. Sometimes it's just one hit and doof, there you go. Sometimes it's a base yes. hit. Like all of those things. Like, I, But all of them add up to the totality of what I do every day. And both, that analogy is so real because Mm. I remember, and I'm not going to call the teacher out, but I'm just going to tell (laughs) y'all, I remember that they called my dad in because they were saying, Charlie is always cheating on her math test. And my dad was like, that's impossible. I see her study. Like, what are you doing? He comes in. She goes, well, she never shows the work. Mm. And he was like, but she's doing it in her head. Mm. And it doesn't say on this test you have to show the work. And in that moment, he was like, okay, you have to prove that you're this smart because your teacher thinks you're cheating because you're not showing the work. Amazing. And here you are. I mean, not that anyone thinks you're cheating at your success, but this idea that people think it comes easy. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. 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 And I think it's also part of the reason why I'm so, you know, vulnerable and visible Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, I don't mind, you know, showing the whole me. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't mind sharing when I'm having a hard day. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. When my husband was, you know, fighting his battle with cancer, I mm-hmm. showed everything mm-hmm. on Instagram, on Facebook, mm-hmm. on Twitter. I, there, there are pictures now of the tears and the bat, you know, and the bags under your eyes that like I haven't slept in three days, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't think there's any shame in showing the vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like after, you know, he passed after. I got a new job after the successes. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't just point at that and say, oh, her life has been so easy. Right. You know, because you can see it. And I that's showed transparency. You. That, that transparency is yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. We have yeah. to share that with each other. Yeah. You know what I like what you're going, what you're saying now, too, is reminding me, um, and not to have a, a mommy moment with you, but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, and, you know, I do not have the same successes as you, but my friend and I like to say our lives look sexy on paper. Mm. And I get, you know, when I post that I'm, you know, whatever, I'm in Miami at ABFF, my friends, right. oh, I, you, I love your life. Da, da, da. I said, what I'm not posting are my dishes that I didn't clean before <laughs> I left. <laughs> yes, I'm pulled up. <laughs> With my drink, right. but I let or the stress that I had yeah. to find somebody to keep my daughter mm. over, and I'm not just running to, to Miami to have fun. I'm I'm asked to speak on a panel, right. or I'm asked to, but there's a lot prepare. of things I'm leaving behind undone, right, right, to do this because I know doing this is going to get me to the next level for right. something else. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not showing everything, and they're like, "Well, you need to post that too," and I'm like, "I'm not posting on my dirty dishes," <laughs> but know that they're there. But sometimes I do realize, though, I do need to post those things. Like I'm stressed. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired. trying to figure this yeah. out, and I remember, and not so much about me, but also I remember something Shonda Rhimes said that, "Yeah, I'm successful, but I didn't. I miss my kids' mm-hmm. recital. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I miss this, or I can't go. I can't right. be here for that, or the right. things she does say no to, right. because she does need to be there for that. So how do right. you balance right?" You're demanding jobs now at Uber with motherhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that that's just it. It's the balance, right? And I actually don't like the word, the phrase like work-life balance mm-hmm. because I think it's it it adds pressure, you know, to what we're trying to do because there's some impossible. like right there's some impossible standard that you're trying to achieve right. and that somebody else has set. By the way, mm-hmm. who doesn't know your life? Okay. And doesn't know the things that you have to go through or the fact that you have to find somebody to watch your daughter and then that person cancels at the last minute and then you got to find somebody else. You know what I mean? Like that. And so therefore you miss the beginning of the meeting or whatever the thing is. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, the the balance is every day. 
You know, I, I very rarely, you know, and I've made jokes about this before, about not having like a five-year plan. Um, because not because I don't think they're worth it or that other people shouldn't do it, but because it, it doesn't work in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I can barely plan for next week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause it, <laughs> yes. And so and so sometimes to, to sort of answer that question, sometimes I take it day by day, yeah. literally day by day. Mm-hmm. You know, I wake up in the morning, look at my calendar. Okay, what do I have to do today? What What do I need to miss in order to do this other thing, right? Or it's like the weekend and I wake up and I had a whole slate of things to do and girlfriends to see and the dinner that I was supposed to have. And you know what? I am tired Mm -hmm. and so I'm sorry I'm going to cancel on you Mm -hmm. you know and that is okay like I've become very comfortable now with being like so you know what Mm. no it's a no (laughs) it's not going to work today that really I'm telling you and not to be ashamed of that by the way being able to say no yeah like we talk about that a lot like I'm still working on it but uh, I'm turning 35 this year and that's something I know I'm excited Um, but that's something that I feel all the time now I'm like this idea that I just want to say no but no saying no is someone else to say yes to myself yeah Yes. And that is yes. my happy place. Yes, yes, yes. Say <laughs> yes to, to yourself. That, you and know? it is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and people who get mad at you for that, well, you know what? Mm. Goodbye. Correct. We're okay. <laughs> you know what? You. Because, and, and sometimes it can be a little more serious than that because either you've said no a bunch of times, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. like postpone somebody or mm-hmm. reschedule them and then you feel badly about exactly. it. Um, but I also am always very honest in my reasons. You know, so that's, that, important. that's important. Tell so it's them not why. just like, oh, psh, listen, I can't do it anymore. Like, sorry. No, it's like, hey, this is what has happened. Right. Exactly. Or this is what happened in my week. I hope you're all right, but I'm not. And so I need to take this time if that's okay with you. Exactly. And it's okay to express that. I yeah. also feel like we have to let e- our sisters, we have to let each other be great. Correct. Right. And part of it is like, I'm always like, okay, is my, am I being a little too hard on myself with this social schedule? Like, yeah, girl, <laughs> I wanted to toast your birthday. Yes. I wanted to do all these things, but yes. I also need to take care of myself and you right. need to take care of yourself. Right. So that when we do finally get together and have that vacation or that moment that we can enjoy it. We can enjoy yeah. it. And I actually just recently, well, actually not recently, went, uh, tying back to when my husband passed away, I realized that, you know, my life obviously changed, but mm-hmm. it changed because also um, you before that, when I went out, you know, my husband would watch my daughter or, you know what I mean? Like we just mm-hmm. had a schedule. And then when he passed, I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm by myself. Like, how do I actually right. do this? How do I navigate um, this? And I realized that I still need it because my job is very social um, and I could no longer go to the late night dinners or go to the studio to hear some music or, you know, I, I couldn't do those spontaneous things anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually opened up my home. So I've, I've actually changed that dynamic where now I actually have a social, like, you know, my, my living room Got is it. now the social place. The yeah, where I bring people in. And that used to be a this boundary for me, you know, where I was just like, oh, my home is my home is my home. No one comes in my home, right? Right. But then out of necessity, I need to change that. But I just changed sort of my perspective and then also changed the way that I arrange my home so that that is actually a place where outsiders can come in and it's okay and it doesn't necessarily lead into the other parts of my life. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's a perspective thing. Um, And I remember the first time I had um, a business partner, you know, not somebody I work with, but like, you know, a a potential, yeah, a person who wanted to do business together come into my apartment. I lived in New York and I uh, invited her to my house and she was like, so we're not going to go to the restaurant? Do you want me to come to your home, your apartment? And I was like, yeah, 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 totally fine. Come on. 
you know, at 9 because my daughter goes to bed at 8.15 and then I need to do some other things before you come over. So can you meet me at 9 o'clock at my house? And it was it was a little bit awkward. I mean, I have to admit that. I mean, it was awkward in the beginning. But after that, ooh, it's so much better. And by the yes. way, people are much more comfortable. Of course they are. They Open up shoes off. Yeah. I do that with, um, yeah. I sit on my, uh, my board, my board mm-hmm. and all the time I'm like, y'all need to come up here. Because um, Jillian needs to go to bed, right? <laughs> and right. her, I. Yeah, this is you, the thing. you have yeah. to you have to improvise. Yeah, you know. And again, this is where the expectation setting. You know, people think, oh well, I need to go to the restaurant. I need to go to the studio. I need to do blah 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 blah. blah. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do anything that anyone else has set the standard for. It's like make it life, make it work for your own life. Yeah. You know, I can no longer go out late night during the week. I just can't right. do it. It's, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. So I need to bring people to me, and. By the way, if you explain it, people are often willing, right? Because after the, the first few times, yeah, people were weird about it. And then I was just like, well, because, you know, my daughter's at home and I can't leave her and I don't have anyone to watch her late at night because I have someone who watches her for six hours during the day so I can come home from work. So it's really impossible Preach. for me to go out at night. So if you could just come to my house so that she can be sleeping in the next bedroom and I can actually concentrate on you instead of being at the restaurant, being worried about getting home on time, that would actually work out for both of us. Once again, being authentically you, <laughs> yes. being who exactly who you need to be. Right. Corey is over here, like, amen. I, I want to go. I want to speak <clears throat> on that being authentically you, because although you very much are, you know, you're you work in corporate America, mm-hmm. and I want to get to why did you leave Apple mm-hmm. and what are you plans for Uber? Mm-hmm. But it seems like you bring so much of yourself mm. to your job. Yes. How do you do that? I mean, because you know, when I hear people be corporate, it's like they take on the shield of mm-hmm. this. But it seems like it almost like not that it's. Bose's Uber, but you know what I mean? Like, but it's like, this is your, how do you do that? Oh gosh, I don't know. How do I answer that? Um, I mean, I think in a number of ways, because I, I've actually tried, I've tried not to be me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It didn't work. Bet that didn't go well. (laughs) So sometimes you need to try it. You know, I'm not saying that you just like, like, you know, try, try, it's like trying an outfit. You know what I mean? It doesn't fit right. Sometimes you had this outfit in your head Mm -hmm. that you thought was going to be real bomb. You put it on, you're like, ooh, I look not bomb. So let me take this off and put something else on. That's a no-go. Yes, I tried that. I tried that actually when I first got to Pepsi um, because that was the first job where I felt that there was an expectation that I didn't meet. You know, it was, it was the first time I was faced with the because, you know, quite frankly, um, all of the marketers come in as a class together. Like so they start off as interns an intern class. Then they all get, you know, the offers. They come in at the same time. Um, in fact, at the time it was it was all group based. And so promotions were made um, as a group, like all of those things were happening as the group. So those bonds were very tight. Um, and I did not come in that way. I came in through the window. You know, so my fear was that not only did I not have a group to belong to and a class to belong to, but I didn't look like the part, you know. And so I really tried. I really, really tried. And I just it just didn't work. It didn't fit. You know, not only that, I was so uncomfortable in my skin that I wasn't doing my best work either. Right. You know, so then everything was failing. And the honest story about how it stopped was that uh one day I just ran out of the clean clothes. <laughs> you ran out like, of cardigans? Back to my florals, back to my pop and wardrobe. I Thank literally, you. it was like, you know, it was just one of those days. Like I woke up and I was like, wait a minute, where are those slacks? Oh my God, are they dirty? And I did consider putting them on and just putting some perfume. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I decided that was a bad idea because my mama raised me right. So I was just like, oh God, okay, let me just put on this skirt, you know? And be me. Go- and by the way, no one blinked. 
No one blinked when I walked in that way. So then the next day, I was like, well, I might as well put on this top that, you know, looks right. different also. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And nobody blinked again. Uh, so then I just kept kind of dressing in my own clothes. I'm using, you know, the air quotes there. My own clothes instead of the <laughs> uniform that I thought I needed to wear. Right. Um, and then I just started embellishing more and more and more until one day I showed up and somebody was like, oh, my God, what do you have on? <laughs> and I'm like, what, this? Oh, I didn't wear this last week. No, I didn't. No. I guess not. Oh, well, you know, and then I kept going. But honestly, I think part of it is, you know, again, sort of shifting and changing. And that's OK. You never need to be the same thing all the time. You know, we should excuse ourselves from that as well, which is that you're allowed to evolve. You know, and so for me, it's been an evolution of this over a long time. And that's why now, yes, of course, I, I'm totally unafraid to walk into the office looking like this because I've been doing that, you know, and, and I decided that that's what I wanted to do and that's what I've been doing. And it's so funny because earlier, before I had so many receipts, you know, like now, of course, yes, I just you say something, I just throw a receipt in your right, face, like, right? I'm just like, know. okay, just, just, right just be quiet, you know? <laughs> but before that, uh, people still used to say, oh, you can wear that because you're Bose. And I'm like, you think I just, what are you talking about? Why can't you do it? Right. Yeah. You know, of course you can. So for me, this is not about, you know, um, waking up one day and deciding to do it. Mm -hmm. It is actually an evolution. It's a little bit, you know, bit by bit and just coming out of your shell and actually then coming to your full realization through that. You know, and, and it works differently for everyone. There's not one size fits all. Can we? Can I just ask you though? Like, what if you are? Because oh, I know a lot of women. You are trying to climb this corporate ladder. You know, mm-hmm. you want to be successful. What if you wake up and you're a boss, and you want to be a boss, but you're in a corporate em- environment that doesn't? That's like, no, this is not going to work. That feedback yeah. becomes, you know, penalties, and you are told to, you know, change or go. Yeah. You know, and you really recognize that you can't succeed being yourself in this place. What's your advice to those women? Because leave. I feel like I know a lot of them. Leave. And leave like immediately. Leave. Mm-hmm. Leave. You will never Win be accepted. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. Don't think for one second that what you are wearing or what you're saying by changing will give you acceptance. Got it. Ever. Don't ever make that mistake. So don't waste any time, girl. Don't waste any time. Run. Get out. Don't walk. Like, <laughs> run. Grab your purse okay. and go. And I feel like we need to hear that. Yeah. Because we'll we say, no, 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 you no. know, like a breakup where they say it was over like yes. half the time, you know, yeah. that you were together if you yeah. were ending because you stayed too long. We do that with career. No, I mean, with career choices. Absolutely. I'm like, you know, all it takes is, you know, one review for me to really evaluate mm-hmm. and then say, oh, okay, I see. You're never going to accept what this is. So and, and this is inspiring because I think we feel like sometimes there aren't enough companies out there mm-hmm. as black women where we can be authentically ourselves and succeed and really just rise. And you are an inspiration to me for that's for that's one of the many reasons mm-hmm. because you know I've had jobs where I couldn't be myself. I've had jobs where people tried to force me into a box yeah. and to, you know dim my light, and mm-hmm. I felt like okay. Is this all, you know, is this, I mean, we have a, Corey and I have a unique experience. We work at Black Girl Magic headquarters. So, mm, so we don't yes. have to experience that every day. Right. But I often think back to the jobs before this one yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know if now, I want to dip my toe back in that. But so it's nice to know that, yeah. you know, you can be you. Now I say that and I understand that a lot of times it's not that easy, mm-hmm. you know, because yes, we have responsibilities. We have children. We have mortgages. We have, <laughs> you know, bills. Yeah, bills on bills. You got to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as easy to get up and go. Um, and so it's not necessarily spontaneous. My point is make the plan. 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you start seeing the signs, start making the plan. Exit plan. You know, because that is actually, again, to my point, um, and maybe as women, this is sometimes a trait also as women, we just want it to work. Right. You know, you're going to spend all your energy making it work, even when you know for sure it's not going to work. Mm. You know, and oh, so yes. why are you staying there? We're so you know? committed why and loyal. Why are you loyal. staying there? You know, mm-hmm. and, and we think about that sometimes in a relationship, you know, whatever. But it also applies to work. It's like, why are you beating yourself up to try right. and fit in? Why? Right. right. You know, they're not going to appreciate you. Girl, get so out. So just go. Don't like, what you doing? Life get your back. Go. You know, and, f- and by the way, I do believe that there are environments which will allow you to be who you are. You know, and sometimes that evolves, you know, because just like any relationship, sometimes you get in and it's all lovey-dovey and there's a honeymoon period and you're feeling all good. Everybody loves you, you know, and then the love starts to wane or something changes and blah, blah, blah. And that's okay, too. You're not a failure. It's not, you You know, you. it's not a problem. You know, it's just that things change. Environments change and therefore, and you grow, you mm-hmm. know, and so therefore maybe it doesn't fit anymore. So, and that's all right. And again, I feel like sometimes there's a thought that like, oh, there must be failure, when you decide to leave, mm-hmm. there isn't. It's not failure. It's just growth. Mm-hmm. So, what brought you that. to Uber? Because yeah, I mean, exactly. You just were that growth. Just, just growth. growth. Just growth. You know, it was time to change. Okay. Uh, I'd been at Apple for three and a half years. Um, you know, more receipts, receipts, receipts. <laughs> Keep dropping them, girl. Exactly. You know, came over in the acquisition from Beats Music mm-hmm. and Beats Electronics. Um, and we had to sunset Beats Music and build Apple Music. Did that for a year, well, actually two years, and then uh, unveiled a new Apple Music after the first iteration. Mm-hmm. That's where I presented at WWDC, um, and then kept winning. You know, receipts, receipts, receipts. Uh, but actually, when I when I started hearing about Uber and seeing what was happening. Um, for me, there was a couple of things. One, as a marketer, there's very few times when you get the opportunity um, to not just create a brand, but redefine one and put your stamp on it and say, I did that. Um, and quite frankly, when uh, we started building Apple Music, I thought that was that was my one chance in my entire career, right? And I was so happy. I was like, yes, this is it. And let me, not to pause, was this after Steve Jobs? Yes. Because I remember when Steve Jobs, I felt like Apple was going to just fall away because mm. so many people identify with him even my mm-hmm. mother made steve jobs her icon on facebook whoa i was like mama i didn't know you right. felt that strongly really? about your Amazing. iphone but um <laughs> I, but, but but that's, that's kind of interesting but that's branding that's yeah. branding mm-hmm. that's branding mm-hmm. and so for me yes of course like the legacy of steve jobs the branding that he created um was so big and so prolific that to think that you could build on that mm-hmm. i mean what an what an opportunity and I Absolutely. jumped for it. I mean, off the diving board, straight into the deep end, right? And yes, in tech, yes, with all of the, you know, stories and things that you've heard, yes, all of that, I went for it anyway. Um, and then when I was introduced to the Uber team and started having conversations, again, I was like, are you kidding? Is this another opportunity? Is this another chance to do this all over again? Hell yeah! <laughs> Sign me up I immediately! You know, so for me, it's not necessarily like what did I, what was I leaving? But it, again, it's about growth. Like, right. what what is the opportunity that I'm seeing? What's next? What is next? Mm-hmm. You know, and how can I contribute to something that I know is going to change the way that we behave? It already has. Mm-hmm. You know, the growth of Uber has already done that. It's changed the way that we behave. It's become a verb. Oh yeah. You know, the Uber is like, where's my? Well, yes. We just said, I was like, where's my? Yes. Like, no, you're like, where's my Uber? Like, yes, I'm gonna Uber there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a st- that's a statement. Yeah, it's true. We make it. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
Just Uber. Just Uber. Just Uber. Uber. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Uber there. You so know what it's I mean? a way of life for people. It is a way of life. And so for me to think that there's an opportunity to continue to grow that brand and to mm-hmm. evolve into what it's going to be in the future uh, is tremendous. So yeah, into the deep end again. Are we going to have the Bose like, playlist on Uber on all the Uber cars now? <laughs> Because I want to know you. Because the other thing I want to talk to you about. Because I feel like you are a deep music lover like me. Yeah, I love music. Yes, so I want to. Yes, forever know. and ever and ever, deep music lover. So right. I mean, but music is like you know that's that's been a part of my blood. You know, my dad is a self-taught musician. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yes. So he grew up in Inzama, which is a small village uh, on the west coast of Ghana. Um, he was an orphan by the time he was fourteen and had to stop going to school. Um, and start working, obviously, to support himself. Um, and he, through that, you know, through the struggles of like the, you know, small little jobs that he was getting, um, he found sort of wind instruments. Let's just put it that way, crudely made, but wind instruments. Um, and he taught himself to play. Eventually, landing himself in the Ghanaian army and navy uh, because of his ability, joined the naval band. Um, was good enough that became first chair. And then when the U.S. ambassador was visiting Ghana, uh, the naval band played at the reception. And the ambassador and one of his or one of his people came up to him and said, my God, you're so talented. You know, have you thought about doing anything, you know, with your music? And he was kind of like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. And um, he had not been to co- he hadn't been to high school, let alone go to college. Uh, but the ambassador offered that he should apply for a Fulbright scholarship. Uh, right. Which wow. he then That's won. Incredible. So then came to the U.S. based on the Fulbright scholarship, went to Wesleyan University, uh, got two PhDs, one in ethnomusicology, which is the music of ethnic people and anthropology. And so for me, like growing up in my house, I mean, he played the clarinet. Like when I hear the clarinet, dad, immediately, mm. you know, all throughout. Wow. Um, he obviously is a deep lover of music. And so in our house, there was constant music, you know, not just Afrobeats either. You know, it was <laughs> like classical then you know, hip hop. I remember when Thriller was released and my dad was the one who was standing in line Waiting for the video because we rented it. I don't even remember how. Like now, were you in the U.S. or were you in Ghana? We were in the U.S. uh, I think was that 1983 or 84, something like that. Mm -hmm. Around that time, we were in the U.S. I remember standing in line. Gosh, this is like way like you know. Forgive me because like my memory is like fuzzy. I was probably six or something. You Mm -hmm. know, like so. I remember standing in line with him though, and we got it. And then we came home and it was like a big production, you know, we all sat down around the TV. He put it, you know, we played it and I was scared for my life. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't sleep. That was a scary video. That was scary. But all of that. But my point is that my dad was the one in the house who was constantly playing music. It's like Mm -hmm. when we had social gatherings, when we were cleaning up, you know, even when we were doing homework, the music would be on. And I'm not talking about like some low tones. It was loud. His system was always big. The bass was always bumping, you know. And so for me, it's like I can't even do work now without music on. Love it. You know, yeah. it's like, so my it's office is always on a thousand. It's like, you know, <laughs> the bass is loud all the time. So that's, I mean, really, it's like, I don't think, and by the way, I'm a, I'm a horrible musician. I don't play an instrument. I've tried. I I've tried everything. No, that. girl, no. Nothing? Mm-hmm. No, None nothing. I have tried everything. Can you sing? No. Oh. It is horrible. If I could sing, I wouldn't be talking right now. Oh. Okay? I'd mm. be singing to you. That's mm. true. Um, 
No. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. I wish I could. I wish I had that talent. I really do. If there was like one thing I wish I could do, I wish I could sing. Like, I really do. Oh, my God. All right. Before you leave, I want your yes. top five Ghanaian high life songs or artists. Think about it. Think about it. Oh, God. But before we leave, and I think Charlie and I will. This is tough. Uh, we could talk about it. Just to go back to career and, and working. What do you say, because I, I've seen you at events, because mm-hmm. you are, you know, a rock star. And I've seen, like, swarms of people come up to you. Mm. If they're asking for selfies or whatever. Yeah. But one thing we're finding, you know, I'm, I'm probably the oldest person in the room, but, like, wh- how do you navigate the millennials now? Like, what are your do's and don'ts for networking now? Mm. Because mm. now That's I find, one. like, it's the kids are it's coming weird. up to you. It's, it's weird. weird. And they're it's coming weird. up to you. Because I'll, I'll share with you. Some kid came up to us on an event and was like, this isn't edgy. You need to be more, like, complex and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, complex isn't published anymore. Mm. And we are. Well, <clears throat> And I know complex has a great festival they do now mm-hmm. but we have a, mm-hmm. a print book mm. we have a festival mm. uh we have all these other things we have a festival in africa now mm. so mm-hmm. be careful coming up to me saying essence has lost its edge i just can't believe we're still a profitable she felt business she needed to make no, sure that really, that was the, the impression i she gave her was she was so strong in her opinions mm. and she was pleasant about it but she also reminded me of myself a couple mm. years ago when I did that to an editor here. And she was like, boo, sit down. Mm. And let me tell you the receipts of these people here. Yes. And the legacy of mm-hmm. journalists and what you need to know. So I'm, so I'm just curious now that yeah. you're in this new space. What do you say to young women or young people who come up to you and like, I want to work like you. I want to be like you. I want to yeah. do, do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't temper them. You know, Mm -hmm. because, yes, we all remember that passion, you know, and you should still have it. And I think some of the biggest killers are those who try to dampen it, you know, who try to say, no, don't do that. Do it this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's not I mean, I think that's all part of like growing and living and evolving is that sort of life tempers you, you know. So I'm not so um, put off by aggressive or even sometimes belligerent. Comments, (laughs) comments, <laughs> you know, because again, I feel like that is that is a part of the boldness, you know, that you actually need to survive, you know. So for me, I actually I do encourage it, you know, which is that like, yes, if you have an opinion about it, say something. Um, but there should always be the respect, you know, of knowing mm-hmm. the history mm-hmm. of what it took to do whatever the thing is. Don't think it was easy. And who you're talking to. Correct. Yeah. Like, you know, because you may, to your point, like you may have an opinion about why something isn't right or why it should be this or how you can contribute. But do your work first. You know, make sure that either what you're suggesting hasn't been done already because you'll be real embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> if, you know, you make a suggestion thinking right. you're doing something new and they're like, oh, but I did that three years ago. Thanks, though. Mm. You know, that would just that would kill it. That would end input. the conversation. But can you iterate? You know, and I also always suggest that you should you should actually build on the idea, you know, rather than just pointing out the criticism. How? Yes. How like, you oh, you know what? I, I've been thinking about what mm-hmm. you're doing. And I think if you did this in addition to it, have you thought about it? Have you mm-hmm. are you planning on something like this? You know, make it a suggestion, a build on top of the foundation that's already being set. And you'll have much more, you know, you have a better reception, right? Because people often appreciate the fact that you're acknowledging the foundation that's already being built and then suggesting something that's built on top of it. Not like, you know, your foundation is poo-poo, get out of here. Offer to be a part of it, too. Did she offer to write? No. Okay. Well, there you go. Where was her page? Well, exactly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, do do the work. Do the work. That's it.
And Bose, you have done the work. Absolutely. We are so and proud doing of you. And doing the work. Continue the work. to Amen. do the work. Yes, yes. Well, watch me yeah. work. And I wasn't kidding. Hashtag, yeah. We got to talk about Ghana. Oh, we yeah, gotta, yes. oh yeah, right, right, right. I'm, wait, let wait, me grab. I do do have a Afrobeats playlist. So Look I want to. Right. Yeah. So let me go take, oh, your, oh, take your time. Oh, please. I'm ready do. for it. Because see, Corey and I, our whole team, wait, we because, did our wait, ancestry. Because I have. Oh, that's right. right you did we your did. ancestry. We did. We actually okay. know. Where She's we're more from. your sister than me. I'm your uh, neighbor. You know what? <laughs> I'm 24% Nigerian. Ooh, the Niger people. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's and fine. I'm speaking of, while you do that, I want to pull yes. up a post. Um, that Lovey J, who oh, uh, friend to the I podcast, that is my girl. You know, so she's in. You know that meme that was like, you know, behind every successful woman, there's a group text hyping her up. Yeah, I have one. <laughs> Lovey's a part of that. She's a part of yeah, it. Yeah, we call I ourselves the West that. African Voltron. In fact, wait, um, yeah, we do. Cynthia Revo, uh-huh. you yes. know, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That Cynthia, who's almost an egot, by the way, she yes. has an so Emmy, close. she has a Grammy, she has a Tony. Girl, all she needs is an Oscar. She just listen, listen, she's almost there. Okay, so Cynthia, um, because of our group text, when um, Rush Philanthropic said they were going to honor me for at Art for Life this past weekend, and of course I, you know, wrote my girls and told them, um, and they were like, yes, and they were so excited and tell me how bad I am and all of that. You know, they they're the ones who were like hyping me up. They're the ones who make me think I'm like so amazing because they tell me every day how amazing I am. Uh, but then Cynthia was like, I want to come and sing for you at the event. I so she sang. She did. Gr- I saw and the let Insta me story. And then she said she was like. Um, you know, first she asked me what I want her to sing. And I was like, girl, I, I don't know. I can't, like, I can't tell you what to sing, you know? And then, whoo, she sang one of my, like, my favorite hymns, I Won't Complain. And she mm-hmm. sang the hell out of this song. Oh, my God. Her it voice. makes me want to cry right now yeah. just thinking about it. Chills. But, yes. West African that. Voltron. Love it. Who yeah, else is on this group text? I'm, Isn't I'm, it oh like, is it Yvonne Orgy? Moment. Yvonne Orgy's yeah. in there. Issa Rae's in there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, gosh, who else? Justino Mokua, who I used to work with at Apple's on there. Because um, he's Nigerian. We have a few men, too, but it's really the girls who are really driving it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Of course. The women are doing it. Because Lovey had posted a picture. I don't know where you, I don't know if you guys were Essence Festival or some, or maybe in L.A. in an event. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, it was a massive group, but she was saying, what she said was basically, as you guys were coming up, to be from Africa. Ooh, yes. Was a negative. That post made me cry. Yeah. To be, in, but she said they're now all in their lanes, owning it, like just yeah, doing Proud. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Just rock stars. I hate yes. to keep going back to it, but just being the shit. And now to have this moment with you all is mm. something. And I think she did mention the Voltron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, it's it like great. you know, we all appreciate the journey. You mm-hmm. know, we know what it took. You know, that this shine is not just like, oh, Lovey's a New York Times bestselling author. She didn't just appear. Right. No. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Isa and Yvonne are living their whole lives. In fact, before I came here this morning, I saw Isa on, um, no, Good Morning America. Okay. Okay. Issa. She was getting interviewed um, by Robin Roberts. And it was amazing. Um, and I was just like, I'm so proud, yeah. you know, I'm so proud, oh, but it's like the journey to get here, you know, it's like, Lovey talked about the fact that, you know, it's like other kids brought sandwiches to school and your mom sent you to school with like rice and stew yeah, <laughs> you know, or some fried fish. <laughs> Try taking that out of your lunch bag. See how popular you are. Every day. Oh, you know I love your sister circle. Oh, man. It Let me tell you. you know, Or your name, you know, and like having to find the nickname just so to make it easier for other people to say your name. Pronounce it. You know? Oh. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's another, you know, Warsan Shire. 
Yeah, I, I apologize I love her. if I'm saying her name incorrectly, but um, she has. I don't know if it's a it's a, one of her poems or just a saying, but I posted it a long time ago. I think I might do it, which was just like you know, um, it was about names, and that she doesn't trust anyone who does not say her name correctly, you know, and that you know it's like give your. I think it starts with give your daughter difficult names. That way she mm-hmm. you know she'll learn to trust the people who say her name correctly. Oh, that's wonderful. Like because it's it is a thing you know I yeah. feel and it happens to me all the time. I'm like if I correct you once, okay, no problem, mm-hmm. no fear. I'm a, it's got an African name. I know it's it's difficult. It's fine. <laughs> uh, correct you twice. All right, I'm starting to not look at you three times though. No, we're done here. Can't. Sorry, yeah. you know you're not mm-hmm. invested. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for it. I love that. Yes. But, All right, playlist. Listen, okay. okay. So, so I've got I've got a great playlist. Um, one of them is Whiskid. Love African bad gal. (laughs) He came into the office and Wizkid. I'm shouting you out. You promised us a trip to Lagos. Listen, putting it out there. Tell him. (laughs) Um, Even though it's another Nigerian, I have to say Tiwa Savage. Okay. All over. That's a new song that I love. Mm -hmm. See, yes, you know what Mm -hmm. you're talking about. Yes, let me see. Okay, one more. Who else should I do? Um, Gosh, I have so many on here. I like uh, this Eddie Kinzo. Yes. Is it right? Yeah. Look at me. Okay, clearly I, mean, I need a syllabus. Know, yes. Somebody hook me I'm up. Too. I need a starter kit. I need dances, though. I don't know the dances. Any of it. I need the starter kit, y'all. Oh, Come on. Oh, man. Oh, she's oh, on I'm fire. I'm counting on you for my starter kit. Flavor. Yeah, that's another good one. She's I'm taking notes. Techno. Techno is great. <laughs> Yawa. Yeah, that's a good Why one. Why don't I know? Okay, see? Sarkodi. Oh, my. Yes. Painkiller. That's what I am. A painkiller. <laughs> These are my theme songs. Okay, no, I my really need song. a starter kit, y'all. I'm not All right, kidding. When we post this uh, her episode, we're gonna do. We need to, yes, it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, her yeah. for beginners because yeah. I'm trying to be down. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But don't worry, they'll be, I know. they'll be. You know, I, I'll suggest some. You know, I feel like there. That's actually one thing I want to do, which is like sort of the ride along playlist for Uber. You know? yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. It's like you know, you get in and start jamming. We need know? them by mood though. Like you that's know, you have different moods when you hop in an Uber. That's a that's. It's a lit ladies' night mood. Done. I need yes. to go handle my business mood. Okay. Yes. I'm had it mood today. <laughs> I'm just trying right. to get home. Or mood. I need to, you know, I need to calm down. I need to relax before I get out of this car. I need to yeah. pump up. Correct. I mean, we could. I could go on and on. It was I, offline. You know what? That's so cute. <laughs> yes. That's when you. Pl- yeah, you like it's it. by your vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah by you know. Vibe. I love that. I go through all kinds of emotions I love in that. Uber. I love that. Look, we're building on okay. the idea. Sometimes you want to talk to your driver. Sometimes you don't. Listen. But it can be great because then, hey, you throw on right. your exactly. music yeah. and then you can... Exactly. He should say, can... what mood are you in? Well, look, see, look at us making magic. Same. Look at this. Amazing black girl magic. Okay. Amen. Thank you. Hey. Both, we love you. Thank you. Love Thank you. you so much. Thank you. This has been so this great. This has been such a pleasure. I love you guys. I love Essence. I love everything. Oh, my God. Love we you. love you back. Thank you. Thanks to our badass guest, Bozema St. John. (laughs) If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Yes Girl, Girl. such as our conversations with Regina Hall, Yvonne Orji, and Hallie motherfucking Barry. You (laughs) You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. We read them. Thanks to the folks at Digital Media for their production work. We'll see you next week, but not before you are tweeting us and using hashtag YesGirlPodcast. Oh, yes. See you on Twitter. Bye, love.